0: I'm Molly, and you're listening to Dig Deeper, a deep dive into the psychological explanations of social experiences, everyday struggles, and philosophical perspectives. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Elm Coffee Roasters open in Pioneer Square and South Lake Union for takeout and soon indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com.
1: So, we are back for our second year of Dig Deeper. Season two, baby. <laughs> the hole is growing, you might say. <laughs> um, we're very excited to be back for our second season. If this is your first time listening, we are a psychology based podcast and we generally do interviews with professors and with students at UW about different um, hot topics we are lucky enough to actually be in a studio space
0: this year and all of last year we were recording over zoom like when we were in person together we were wearing masks and it just like was not the same so now we are lucky enough to be able to be on campus which kind of sparked our idea to do a podcast on fashion because I think fashion tells a lot about how people exist in Mm -hmm. the world which
1: I think is really cool yeah so for this episode we want to talk about what goes into picking out your clothes in the morning um, how your sense of style makes you feel how fashion changes over time and then a little bit about how gender roles come into play I dress so that I am an individual and I can like show what I want to portray like through my clothes.
2: That's kind of like how I think I exude confidence is by how I dress. I definitely feel more confident like talking to girls and stuff when I'm wearing a cute outfit.
1: right so Molly tell us a little bit about your fashion sense
0: oh my gosh <laughs> I don't know I think I'm still finding it I don't know just what I feel cute in that day which really really varies like sometimes I dress really feminine and then sometimes I feel really really confident in like really really baggy clothes so it really just depends on like what mood I am I am and I I usually in a frantic because i always wake up way too late and i always have not enough time to get ready so it's usually just kind of a a frantic shit show of just like whatever i like throw on
2: myself
1: (laughs) um but what about you well i agree i feel like i'm still finding my sense of style i think there are definitely some clothes that i feel really good in some good staple pieces I do kind of enjoy like following fashion trends, but at the same time, I think my sense of style is a little bit dictated by like my insecurities. So a lot of the clothes that I wear are specifically tied parts of myself that I feel insecure about. That's a big one. Fashion can almost be
0: a crutch, like an emotional crutch. If you need some comfort, like, I know a lot of people, like, wear the same things because it's really comforting to them. When I wear my favorite pair of jeans, I just feel so much more comfortable yeah. in any position that I'm put in. Very subconsciously, I feel like. Or, like, if I'm wearing, like, something that I'm really not comfortable in, I'm always, like, tugging on it and readjusting. Yes, yes And exactly. I'm so focused on the texture of it and, like, how it feels on my body and how, like, I think people are perceiving me, like, by wearing that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, and I think the opposite... Is true. While you can use clothes to kind of hide yourself and protect your insecurities, your sense of style can also empower you and, like, you know, make yeah. you more confident.
0: <laughs> the other day, it was one of the first days of school, and I was wearing these, like, high top kind of boots, and I call them my stompers and as i was wearing my stompers i just like felt like a badass and i was just like walking around i was like hell yeah i am in college i am like doing school i was like i'm smart i'm like i was just like i just felt more confidence because of my shoes which is so funny and like nothing inherently was different but like i felt different because i felt more confident
1: i agree
2: I have these really cool pants that I love. It's these pants that I thrifted and I sewed some patches onto with like botanical drawings of plants and stuff. So I wore those, I love those jeans. I wore some, I think like a UW sweater, school pride. I was like a green turtleneck um, with a black button up that was open and it has like, it's like kind of silky. And then I was wearing that with Yeah, the black corduroy pants, and then these shoes, the black loafers with the little gold buckles and some earrings that are like swords.
1: You get a dress every single day, but people will just end up wearing the same thing every day. But like, there's so much to say in what you wear. So while it's not something in psychology textbooks yet, there is this woman named Dawn Karen who calls herself a fashion psychologist. So fashion psychology, as she defines it, is the study and treatment of how color, image, style, and beauty affects human behavior while addressing cultural norms and cultural sensitivities. So basically she has, she has her own practice where clients come in, obviously, and they pay her and she assesses how they use clothes. So if clothes are an emotional crutch for them, if clothes are empowering for them, if it helps them build their confidence. And then with that, she helps them uncover um, how to feel more confident in their body and how to, how to pick clothes that they feel the best in, which I think is very cool. That's amazing. That's really cool how like another person can help your confidence by
0: like Helping you decide what you feel best in because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know. I Part know. of my like <laughs> fashion lost. crisis that I'm like having is like I truly don't know mm-hmm. like what I like and what I don't. Right. I don't know. That would be really helpful. I want someone to just like style me.
1: Yeah. Also, I think back to insecurities. I think a lot of people feel like they have to change parts of themselves <laughs> physically physically. But if that physical change is changing what you're wearing, so you're obviously still the same person and you don't have to actually change anything Mm -hmm. about yourself, Mm -hmm. but you're changing your clothing so that you feel better in your body or whatever that's very cool
0: and it is really cool that there's like such a psychology to it because i know that like what other people like on me like i don't feel confident like i know Mm -hmm. like whenever we're getting ready like as a group me and my friends are like wearing each other's clothes and like trading all the time but like sometimes they have dressed me and then they'll be like oh my gosh that looks so good on you yeah but like i don't feel confident in it even though i'm like hearing all this praise about how i look in this like certain outfit like it doesn't even matter because yeah. if I don't feel confident in that outfit. Yeah. Which is so interesting how like everyone I guess just has like different perspective. And that actually probably ties back to like dressing to like hide your insecurities. Like they don't yeah. know what my personal insecurities are. I don't so if they them. like accentuate something that I'm like not comfortable with,
1: they might not see how it could like make me feel not confident. And actually going back to kind of the basics, there is a color psychology that goes into People with different personalities are generally drawn to different colors. This woman, Annabelle Maldonado, who wrote The Psychology of Fashion, talks about color psychology through the Big Five personality traits. Generally people who are really passionate about fashion uh, score pretty high on the Big Five for openness and neuroticism, and then they generally like more monochrome colors. And then with say pastel shades generally it makes people feel happy but if you have a really authoritative or bold personality which would mean scoring low on um, the agreeableness in the big five then pastels feel like soppy and over emotional to you generally and then to use another example Citrus colors or yellow and orange generally make people feel more optimistic, but if you're really introverted, it might feel more jarring and actually make you more pessimistic or insecure about what you wear. So there actually is a study and a research about the way that different colors feel on different people personally, which is very cool. That's really interesting. Did you have a favorite color that you like to wear that like comes to mind? Well, it's funny because I feel like I... I've always been like, oh, my favorite color is blue, but I've never really liked wearing it. But I think it is also just a skin tone thing. Like I think I look good in green and I don't think I look good in bright colors because my hair is so bright <laughs> and you know, I feel like I have to kind of contrast,
0: but I don't know, what about you? Um, There's definitely colors that I don't like to wear. Like what? I. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was getting dressed in a costume once and i like came out and it was like this light pink dress mm-hmm. and i like i put it on i was like oh my gosh this is so pretty like it's like a ball gown I'm, like that's so cool and then it was for a play also That yeah just, yeah like, yeah getting <laughs> <laughs> costumed um so and i thought it was so cute and i walk out and the costumer she's like this old lady she was she goes oh pink not your color oh no (laughs) and like now i think it's really funny and i was like i was so offended i was like oh oh my gosh like what the heck (laughs) but now i'm just like i'm glad she told me that because now i know like apparently i shouldn't wear light pink because it washes me out or whatever (laughs) yeah um that's
1: so funny yeah
0: but i do i know my favorite actually i do like wearing green because it makes my eyes look more green
1: makes them pop
0: it makes my eyes
1: pop
2: I try to like switch up, I guess, my aesthetic sometimes. You know, sometimes I just feel like tired so I'll just wear like one color, like all black or something like that. But if I'm feeling like, I don't know, I want to be seen, then I'll wear something super flashy.
1: I feel like there's a lot of like trends and I feel like when people like go outside those trends, I'm very into that. we continue on with the show another message from our sponsors open since 2015 elm coffee roasters is devoted to high quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to make at our roastery and cafe in pioneer square seattle elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant Elm's goal is to make a truly exceptional cup of coffee, an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and South Lake Union open now for takeout and soon dine-in service. Please use code PODCAST at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next coffee order.
0: Um, Something else that I wanted to touch on um, is the motive of fashion in a more anthropological sense. So I read some of Elizabeth Hurlock's book, The Psychology of Dress, An Analysis of Fashion and Its Motive. And this was really interesting because it kind of laid out for me the motive of fashion. And what I took from the book is that mainly fashion emanates status. People wear the things they wear to prove their wealth. And that's kind of like going way, way back in history where like kings and queens would dress in like gems and like garbs and mm-hmm. like beautiful, beautiful expensive clothes. And, and like then H-backs. Yeah, and like now you see people exactly wearing like designer like Prada, like Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. like you have all these designer fashion and if you if if I see someone wearing a Prada bag or something or having a Prada bag, I do think something of it and I'm like oh dang like they must have money (laughs) yeah and then um you would think about like the lowest class people were just wearing really dingy colors and like not as extravagant as the rich people but I don't think that that really applies to today because a lot of the times it's a point to dress grungier or I feel like that is less of a correlation in, in like, today's society.
1: Well, and I think it all comes back to what you're trying to say with what Mm -hmm. you wear. And, I mean, I think we can touch on this later, but I think it does come back a little bit to gender expression or, like...
0: Yeah, or just, like, expressing in
1: general. I don't know, even, like, with all of these, like,
0: social movements, a shirt can say a lot, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You can kind of learn a lot about a person... That being said, there's also kind of just like an over arc of people dressing in the style that they think is cool and like how their idols dress. And this is kind of like how trends come in, how no one was wearing mom jeans, like mom jeans were reserved for moms in the 80s. But now since cool people, like people that we saw or that we deemed as cool started wearing mom jeans everyone started wearing mom jeans and like the influencers were wearing mom jeans and like because celebrities, celebrities yeah. yeah and because they are influencers we get influenced <laughs> and we start wearing mom jeans so like fashion kind of comes from the youthful generation now to us we're gen zers and because millennials were like Skinny jeans and like mm. part of their hair to the side. We think that's just disgusting because their are parents or our like older siblings. Like we don't think they're
1: cool. Well, right. But when I was in elementary school, the teens, the generation that was in middle school and high school, were wearing skinny jeans and mm. side parts, and so that was what I thought was cool. Yeah, ten we years it was ago, so cool.
0: Yeah. And that's also proving the point of like how quickly fashion changes. What we wear now, 10 years ago, was not cool. And probably in 10 years, it will not be cool once again.
1: So how much of fashion is actually individual choice and how much of it is just a reproduction of trends cycling through the years? I think that
0: very little of it is individual choice because even if you dress up as an individual, you are making a point to going against like, what everyone else is doing, which in its own sense is not individualistic. I also think it's really cool how fashion recycles. Um, So I'm really excited to see, like, as fashion develops, how much of it is recycled. Because my mom is always so surprised when I dress up in, like, My Air Forces and like mom jeans and like bright colors, like neon colors. She's like, that's what I would have worn in the 80s. Like, and like, you're wearing it now. And she's just like, so, it's just so funny to her.
2: I love shoes too. I look at people's shoes all the time. I definitely notice what other people are wearing, but it's not like if you're not wearing something super flashy, like, I'm, it's not like I'm gonna hate you, you know? I pretty much observe what everyone wears. Um, I used to work in fashion retail, so I've just like always kind of been like that.
1: I am more attracted to people who put more effort into how they dress. If someone is wearing the same thing every day, I feel like step it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like to go back to what we were talking about earlier or what you touched on earlier about fashion and gender roles because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that that's a really topical thing
1: nowadays <laughs> that's important, yeah. yeah what are your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think one of the things that I've noticed in people trying to dress more androgynously the idea of androgynous clothing is generally more masculine I guess and like A girl wearing pants is seen as gender neutral, but then a guy wearing a skirt is feminine. So where is that in between stage actually?
0: Yeah. We live in a world where the patriarchy is so ingrained into everything we do and so influential that it's almost impossible for fashion designers to make gender neutral clothes because they're either labeled as feminine or gender neutral or like you can have like really masculine clothes but again like if you are trying to make something gender neutral it's just impossible because like people are uncomfortable maybe with the idea of dressing
1: feminism if you're like a guy but thank you harry styles
0: yeah but still like even harry styles is like that's the point of like him dressing feminine
1: well but i think the point is too Someone, like, a woman dressing in pants is seen as androgynous, but Harry Styles dressing in a skirt is seen as feminine. So why is it? Yeah. 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 Why?
0: The patriarch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then also, like, we are being very, like, Eurocentric right now. Like, we are ver- looking mm-hmm. very much in the, of the Western world. Um, Because there's, like, in some cultures, like, wearing dresses is, is like, a masculine thing. Or like you think about mm-hmm. on a very, very like surface level example, you think of like kilts, like that mm-hmm. skirts and like that's a very like strong masculine thing.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know much about the cultural relevance of that, but that would be an interesting thing to look into because yeah, all we've really experienced is the United States cycle of fashion. Yeah. Also kind of on that, like fashion is
0: a lot of the time still influenced by other cultures and then... There's that whole thing, too, about, like, not giving credit to where credit is deserved and, like, taking fashion from different cultures and, like, claiming it as our own in a very
1: colonialist sense. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely seems like something that's going to come up when you talk about fashion, like cultural appropriation and what is cultural appropriation and what isn't. I don't really feel like I have a lot of authority to speak on that matter, but it is something that... I think is super important for us all to be aware of. Or like what we were saying earlier with shirts or clothing as statements, sometimes it's as simple as something written on your shirt, but sometimes it can be more subtle and either helpful or harmful. I don't know. Like it does have a big impact. Yeah, that's a really good point. So kind of in conclusion, I think fashion psychology is a very Interesting, relevant, emerging field within psychology that doesn't have a lot of funding or um, publicity to it yet. But I think what we know so far is pretty much the way that you dress is obviously very connected to society and also actually does have a pretty big impact on how you feel and giving. More thought and trying out new things can really affect your confidence in a positive way. Um, and I think being mindful of what we wear or taking more time to think about it could be really good for our mental health.
0: Yeah, it's kind of simultaneously a very individualized thing mm-hmm. and also like a societal thing. It's reflecting what is popular at the time and like it's a really good way to look at society and like what it means to like live in our society today in the future of like films and like tv and like periods of time are defined by the fashion
1: Mm-hmm. that's definitely true that's cool and also even if you don't think about fashion at all even if you just kind of throw on clothes in the morning. Fashion psychology is not limited to the people that spend hours and hours picking out what they wear or that wear Gucci or Prada. Like, I don't know. I think it's relevant to everyone in a way.
0: Well, because not caring about
1: fashion is like a statement in and itself. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to our yeah. first podcast of the new season. Oh, We're super
0: stoked to be back and we are
1: definitely eager
0: going forward and excited to explore all these new topics
1: with you guys (laughs) all right that was dig deeper (laughs) thanks for listening i'm molly and i'm ella